This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, Wall Street continues to surge as the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 have been trading at record levels. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, which some say, uh, which some people are saying is disconnected right now, is also holding very steady at this point. But that idea of being disconnected is an important one, especially since there are still millions of people unemployed and the economy is still well below where it was back in February. So maybe there is a bit of a disconnect in what maybe is understanding what might lie ahead. Etai Goldstein is a professor of finance and professor of economics at the Wharton School, and he joins us uh, with more. Etai, great to talk to you again. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, good to talk to you. So you believe that the, that maybe the, all of this data, there is a little bit of a disconnect between what we're seeing on Wall Street and, and what is actually occurring in the economy right now? Yes, I think there is a bit of a disconnect, Absolutely. I think that there are a number of things that are going on, uh, but, but certainly at this point in time, uh, we feel the disconnect. Well, lay out exactly what you're seeing that, uh, that makes you believe that. So I think it's important to take a step back and understand that, in general, the stock market is a bit different from uh, the economy in the sense that what you see right now in the economy uh, is what is going on right now. Uh, production, employment, these are things that are happening right now. On the other hand, if you think about the, the stock market, the stock market is meant to be forward-looking. Uh, so uh, the stock prices uh, of firms that are traded in the stock market are not a reflection of what they produce and employ right now, but rather an expectation of what they're going to do in the future. Uh, as a result, even in normal times, you will see uh, some uh, differences between stock prices and, and production, and you could have this thing where the stock prices maybe predict something that is going to be different from what we see right now. But, but I think that the current episode that we are living through uh, is different uh, in two important uh, dimensions. Uh, one dimension is uh, the fact that uh, the Federal Reserve – uh, is putting uh, or has put a lot of money into the market, right. uh, and that certainly helps uh, keep uh, prices up, um, maybe above what we would expect without this uh, intervention. Uh, the other thing uh, that that is going on, and I think is sort of amplified uh, this day, uh, is is the fact that uh, the stock market is a collection of firms that is not necessarily representative of the economy as a whole. And while this is always true, it might be a bit uh, magnified uh, these days. Uh, in particular, if you think about the uh, stocks that are doing very well, some of the leading stocks uh, name uh, Google, Facebook, Amazon, uh, Microsoft, Netflix, you know, some of the giants of the market, you know, they haven't been hurt that much uh, by the current economic conditions. Some of right. them maybe have benefited uh, from them. Uh, they are very dominant in the stock market, um, but they are not necessarily representing the, the economy as a whole. I mean, if you think about uh, what is their uh, fraction in the market uh, relative to the fraction they take, say, in employment, there is a huge uh, discrepancy there. Uh, so it's very easy to kind of uh, look at the stock market, see those headlines, see those firms doing very well, 
and, and pulling the, the market up. Uh, but at the same time, uh, their contribution to the overall economy is, is not as, as big. And you do see that there are a lot of small businesses who are particularly hurt uh, by the current economic conditions. Uh, they certainly are uh, affecting uh, employment data, uh, output data, but they are nowhere to be seen in, in the stock market. So, so, I, so I think, you know, if, the, if there is one uh, disconnect that I would emphasize the most, it will be th this, the fact that the firms that are traded in the market are just not necessarily representative of the economy as a whole. Right. And as you alluded to, small business, obviously a, a huge part of what the economy is in this country. And, you know, some small, you know, some firms may be represented in in that frame. But for the most part, these are all companies that, that really are not looked at realistically in the scope of what Wall Street is about. Yes, this is this is absolutely true. Uh, I mean, in general, small businesses have no access to uh, the market, right? Yeah. In order to r raise the amount of money that you need to be traded in the market, uh, you need to be a big, a big firm. Uh, that has always been the case. I think, you know, nowadays uh, we we probably see a bigger effect uh, of this uh, factor. Uh, so basically, all the small businesses that are hurt uh, by the current condition. You just don't see them in the stock market. Uh, they are not there. You see they are uh, closing down, they are firing people, and, and so on, uh, but uh, you don't see any reflection of, of those particular businesses in the market. Markets, in you know, in most cases are, are forward-looking anyway, and, and it's interesting that we see the growth that we have, uh, for the most part, on, on the on Wall Street, uh, especially considering the fact that you still have so many people that are out of work. And, and I'm wondering if there's maybe even a little bit of a trap door there that, that we might not see just yet that may turn this uh, economy around to the negative. Um, so what, what do you mean, that the economy will turn around to the negative? Well, maybe even more so that maybe I should have said maybe Wall Street that will turn around to the negative. I mean, we've seen the run. Yes you know, of the markets and, and the economy is hopefully going to be continuing to grow, but it, you know, is maybe wall street, you know, missing something along the line. I mean, this is certainly possible. Yes. And it, it's certainly possible that we, we will see a drop in prices in wall street uh, pr pretty soon. Uh, you, you know, right now you're talking about record high levels, um, and as I said, there are a number of ways to look at it, but it could definitely be the case that uh, we will wake up and, and, and see prices uh, starting to, uh, to decrease. Um, as I said in the beginning, I think part of what's going on is the fact that stock prices are forward-looking, so maybe they are seeing something optimistic, but it could be that they're missing uh, some negative signals, and, and, and maybe those negative signals will come back to hit. Uh, the market uh, soon. And again, I want to come back to one of the other things that, that I said, which I think affects uh, prices quite a bit uh, these days, and this is the Fed intervention. Uh, and this is not something to uh, take uh, lightly. Uh, I think what the Fed is doing right now, and I, we, we talked about this a few months ago, uh, what the Fed is doing right now is unprecedented. I mean, start from uh, low rates, which we have seen for a long time, 
Uh, Go to quantitative easing, which was big in the 2008-2009 crisis and came back now, and then continue to other measures that the Fed uh, introduced in recent months, um, not only doing the traditional quantitative easing of buying treasuries and mortgage-backed securities, but continuing to buy other assets like corporate bonds, which is something that the Fed has not done before. You know, all these announcements that the Fed is going to do all these things and the fact that the Fed started injecting all these money into the the market uh, basically push prices up. Because think about it. Uh, The Fed is using all this money to buy assets. The prices of these assets are mechanically pushed up uh, by this uh, action. And then if those assets are pushed up by market forces, you start seeing other assets uh, being pushed up because, you know, investors are always looking for places to put their money. If the Fed is already pushing up prices of some assets, people will move their money to other assets, and those prices are going to be pushed up as well. Uh, so, so I think a lot of what we see in the current disconnect is that uh, the Fed is just putting a lot of money to work in the market uh, and, and this is a major factor behind the high prices. So, again, I, th- I think there are three things to, to focus on. One is uh, some element of forward-looking versus what's going on right now. Another one is the Fed just uh, putting a lot of money to work that pushes prices up. And the third is the fact that uh, more so now than ever, I would say, we see the effect of the stock market just not representing all of the economy. And uh, businesses that are suffering the most are not represented in the stock market. How how closely then will you be, you know, looking at the commentary of Jerome Powell this week, which, you know, this would have been the Jackson Hole meeting of the Fed, uh, which is being done virtually. And, and we're already starting to hear of, you know, a lot of focus, you know, around Wall Street about potentially what uh, about what Mr. Powell may, may be saying uh, this time around. Um, yes, I, I, I think that would be very interesting. Um, Powell and also other central bankers that, that are going to be uh, talking. Um, you know, we, we heard a, a lot of messages uh, over the last uh, few months. Uh, first of all, the unprecedented actions that they took uh, indicate that they thought this is a time of emergency and they need to do whatever it takes to uh, sort of keep the markets up and help the economy. Uh, but then you heard him uh, coming back a couple of months later saying, you know, even though we did all this, we still see unprecedented uh, economic uh, damage and, and this could have implications for years and basically calling for uh, fiscal actions, right? Because at the end of the day, the Fed is just taking monetary actions. Um, the Fed is not spending. The Fed can lend and can buy assets but cannot actually spend. Uh, and, and kind of calling for uh, Congress uh, to, to do more uh, in, in order to help the economy. And, you know, some of it did happen, and indeed Congress did uh, spend uh, and, and put a lot of money on the line too. But, but as you know, this kind of came to a dead end uh, recently, and, and it's not clear that there will be additional action. So, so I think you will hear things along these lines, uh, you know, that uh, monetary authorities have done a lot, Markets are up. The economy is still suffering. There probably needs to to be more uh, being done on on, on the fiscal uh, side. Uh, Not everyone agrees with that. Some people will say that uh, you have to think about the debt and and so on. 
uh, although I do think that probably majority of people think that the times are so unprecedented, the problems are so uh, difficult uh, that you shouldn't think so much about the debt, but rather put more money to work in order to save the economy from uh, falling uh, further down. Itai, great to talk to you as always. Thank you very much for your time. All the best. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Itai Goldstein, Professor of Finance and Professor of Economics here at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.